everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 244 uh, on Monday the 15th of July 2013, that's getting weirder. And I'm your host Stephen Layton and this week, as always, great coffee, not so much of a great story to go with it this week, um, but lots and lots of uh, interesting descriptors and somewhere we haven't been for a while, so it's good. But before that, it's time for the news! get on with this. Espresso course. There are a few places left for the espresso course. I'm going to put a link somewhere. You should go snap up one of these espresso courses. Dale and Chris run them and it has been really, really well received so far. So go sign up. Last couple of places to be quick. You may notice if you're watching this on In My Mug website uh, that there is a new video player around me. Um, it seems to be much more reliable. Uh, it also has a full screen capability and doesn't keep you hanging around quite as much. Seems to be buffering much quicker. I'm much, much happier with it. But I would always would love to hear your feedback and your experiences with it. And beans means tasting. Do not forget the guest blend this month. It has gone really well. I would hate you to miss out. This is one that will definitely sell out before the end of the month. Um, and you guys have said that I'm a bit mental for doing it, but you like it, so that's good. And that was the news! So it's time for 20 seconds on, and this week it's on Caldi the Goat Herder. Oh, I hate this story. Okay, let's get this over with. Caldi was an Ethiopian goat herder who discovered the coffee plant. According to popular legend, Caldi noticed that when his flock nibbled on the bright red berries of a certain bush, they became more energetic, jumping goats. Um, and chewed, when he chewed the fruit himself, he felt exhilaration uh, from the berries uh, and decided to take them to a local monk uh, at a nearby monastery. So the story goes, he took them to this Islamic uh, monk uh, at the nearby monastery and he gave them to him. But the monk very much disapproved of this and threw them into the fire. Um, from where this exciting aroma kind of came out um, and the roasted beans were taken out of these embers, ground up, um, dissolved into hot water, yielding the first cup of coffee ever. I hate this story. Um, it's just so corny and so unbelievable. Um, we don't know how coffee came of it and how, how somebody had the crazy idea of roasting it and making it into a brew, but I guess everything's been tried at least once. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that is the Caldi the Goat Herder story. So buying from Ethiopia is hard. It is really difficult. You can't build relationships, there's nothing long term. You buy one year and you can't buy the next year. It's really, really difficult. Uh, so what we have to do, we have to cup on the table and we have to find coffees we like. And then when we find them, I turn into Inspector Layton and with my big magnifying glass and try and find out with detective work where it's from. So this one is uh, from Ethiopia and it's from the Gadeo zone, uh, west of the town of Yergachev in the Guji area. It's around about four kilometers away from Yergachev. Um, the mill is called Kerbal Ariche and it is owned by uh, Suferal Barani um, and who takes coffee in from around about 700 smallholders. Uh, these guys will have as little as 200 plants in their garden to having 
maybe a couple of thousand, but very small. But the mill produces around about five containers of specialty coffee a year and around about 10 commercial grade. Um, the varietals could be absolutely anything because there are so many different producers, but they are normally made up of Tipica uh, and other heirloom varietals. And this is what you get in Ethiopia. Lots of small growers, lots of small mutations of plants, uh, little interest in separating and finding out what the varietals are. Um, yeah, it, it's really difficult. Um, the altitude is varied, again, because producers live all over the place, um, but it ranges from 1,950 metres above sea level to 2,100 metres. Um, yeah, and I guess that's about as much as we know. The rest of it came from the cupping table, so when this sample got sent to us, we're cupping through samples, and this one stood out as obviously having amazing quality, uh, of being of amazing interest, and being quite different to uh, everything else that we were cupping that day. You just spot these coffees a mile off. And with Ethiopia, when they are good, they are very, very good. Um, so information we know, uh, washing stations called Kerbal Aricha, uh, around about 700 smallholder producers, near to the town of Yurgachev, uh, altitude, 1,950 to 2,100 metres above sea level, and varietal heirloom, and mostly typica. And that's it. It's not one that we know lots about. So what we should do, we should go and do the very, very vague map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. So, hello. We are going down. We are going down to Hasbeen Towers. And instead of going our normal west, we're going to go southeast to the amazing, to the wonderful, to the beautiful continent of Africa. Um, Africa is huge. Um, it has 18 coffee growing countries. It has a population of uh, one, 1 billion. And, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm rubbish with numbers. But look at that surface area. Like, the UK is just a mere speck on the dot compared to the size of the continent of Africa it's a very very big place so um, we need to go uh, down to Ethiopia uh, which is where this coffee is from now uh, most coffee is grown uh, to kind of to the central and south of Ethiopia there's a little bit up north in Harar um, but we are going to look at the country as a whole so the name is Ethiopia as a population of 84.7 million um, is just a huge surface area, again a very, very big country uh, and the capital city of this amazing country is Addis Ababa um, which is a, a very famous city. Um, but we are focusing down on a smaller city or town called Ethiopian Yurgachev. Yurgachev is very, uh, again, famous, has a population of around about 20,000 people. Um, and this is the region of, of, of Yurgachev. We're going to kind of shoot down to Aricha. Now, this is the town of Aricha. Uh, and Dale, the cow, is going to tell us a little bit about the farm. So um, it has an altitude of 1950 to 2,100 metres above sea level. Varietals are typica and heirloom varietals. And that town, Yurgachev, is the, the nearest kind of bigger conurbation, if you like. Aricha is a very, very, very small town. Uh, it's around about four kilometres from Yurgachev. That was the map bit. You thought the description was vague. Wasn't that map bit a little bit vague? Hmm. It's now time for Roland's daft fact, which I'm sure will be far from vague.
Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. This coffee we know is a Yogachev because it's a grade one, but other grades of coffee can be called Yogachev if their cup profile matches that of Yogachev. So you can have Sadamos called Yogachev, Yogachev's called Sadamos. It's a crazy world. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. You know what, Bluey? It is a crazy world. So we say goodbye to the cone and we add the siphon. My pinboard, my wheel of death is dying. It's falling apart. Might need to repair it. So uh, we have latte. Oh God, latte. Right, okay. Well, I was gonna have a milk drink anyway, so latte is fine. So that is our wheel of death. I'm going to whack you on pause. I'm going to go and make tasty and delicious drinks and I'll be back with you in just a moment. And I am back. So I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. Good stir. Wow. The aroma is phenomenal. You can kind of smell that this is kind of going to be like quite lively. Um, Oh wow. So, do you remember the Mamma Mina from a few weeks back from Nicaragua? It's kind of like that in lots of ways. It's like, it's very bergamotty. I mean, massive bergamot, lemon, Earl Grey, very tea-like, but it's like Mamma Mina on steroids. Um, there's a little hint of apricot there too. That is delicious. That is phenomenal. Um, yeah, no, I'm very impressed with that. So, moving on to the latte. What is a latte? Well, unfortunately, we've said this before on In My Mug, the, the, the lines of latte have blurred a lot. What used to be uh, a latte is now, for me, a cappuccino. Um, it should be wetter than a cappuccino, but cappuccinos have got quite wet recently. Um, they should, latte should be in larger cups. I don't like drinking cups this large because all I'm going to taste is milk and not so much coffee, but for me, a latte is around about nine, eight, nine ounces. Uh, as opposed to six ounce, five, six ounce cappuccino. Um, and they should be very wet, very, very wet, which this one, this one is. And I guess it's a coffee, coffee for people who are scared of coffee. Uh, it's very milky. Um, you know, getting a, a shot in there and then putting that much milk on top, I was never really gonna taste lots of coffee. Um, I mean, they're, they're okay. Just lattes are not for me. Uh, like for me, lattes have kind of become flat whites, but I don't really know what a flat white is either. So <laughs> I'm not making a lot of sense, am I? Can you tell I don't like lattes uh, and I don't like flat whites? I like cappuccinos in the right place at the right time. Um, there's only so many things you can do with coffee and milk and call it a different name. But hey, so let's pour the drink. So I made Chemex because I am the king of Chemex. I have a crown and everything. Um, this is going to be amazing in here, by the way. I just know it is. Um, oh, wow. So it's Earl Grey, it's bergamot, there, it's tea-like, there's apricot, there's peaches, there's a whole heap of summer fruits going on in there. It's amazingly painfully clean. Like it is just one of the... One of the highlights of the cupping table so far this year for me, it just jumped out at me for a washed. Africa has this ability of producing the most amazing coffees. And Ethiopia times that by 10. 
Like, I don't know what it is, I really don't, but that is just something very, very special. When you're a coffee buyer and you taste one of these, it makes you realise kind of why, why I do what I do. Yeah. Of course, all you lovely people too. But that is an amazing, amazing coffee. So we should move on to the Pinboard of Doom. Um, this week's Pinboard of Doom was sent in by Rob, Rob Hadley. And he says, here are the photos that the trusty has been uh, on tour as promised. One is in Gor Gorome, uh, Cap Capodicia in Turkey, uh, with breathtaking surgery. The other is in the Blue Mosque in Istanbul. Um, Turkey is an incredible country despite the rubbish coffee and wine. Uh, uh, yep, regards Rob. Listen Rob, they are amazing. Um, absolutely really cool to see the has-been bag on tour as well. We like that a lot. Um, we're having some more has-been bags done soon, but we, we might do something a little bit different with the next batch. They've gone really well. Like we, we were scared about the minimum runs of them, but they went really, really well. So it is now time for Steve's Vine of the Week. So that was sent in by Stephen and Leslie at Vice Coffee Inc which is at the Twisted Pepper in Dublin. Now, if you have not been to uh, the Twisted Pepper in Dublin, you are missing out. If you are in Ireland, you need to go and see the team in there. They do an ama absolutely amazing job, like really, really cool people. Um, they don't just have us, they have other, other coffees in there too. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it started off as the original 3FE and people who've watched uh, these in my mugs for a long time, I think episode 69 we did when 3FE first opened, but it's now handed over to the guys at Vice. They are doing a super job, um, so do go in and see them in Middle Abbey Street in uh, in Dublin city centre. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Stephen and Leslie. So uh, that's it. We are done. Time to wrap up. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And do remember... Life is too short for that. See, I can't finish it without saying.